Hey everyone, welcome to Founders 365 with me, Stephen Hagdy. Today, I am joined by Keir Wotherspoons. He is the founder of Lift Fitness Evolution. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, good, thanks, Stephen. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for fitting me in. I, I know your world is a little bit busy this week. Oh, that's fine. Gets us, gets us away from us, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's you true. Know, yeah, yeah, that's very true. I'm doing you a favour, basically. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's exactly. what we um, Cool, man. So let's talk about Lyft. Let's talk about how you got started, where it is now. Um, you know, very impressive, the fact that you've sort of gone from being a, you know, a, a PT, let's say, to owning your own studio or own building. Uh, what, what would you call that? Studio building? What would you call it? Facility? square foot, so it's, it's, it's a... It's, I would say it was the size of the gym. Nice. Um, it, it's it's big. It's very big. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. So talk to me how you got to where you are now. Um, for all the wrong reasons, honestly. Um, <laughs> Always the way. Uh, I went. I went. I was. I was working in a factory. That's kind of where I started off. Um, and I hated my job. Basically, worked there for nine years, and I ended up just deciding I just, I just needed out. So I went to university. Uh, I sold my house. Um, quit my job. Quit my full time job. Sold my house. To fund us through university for four years um to a sports degree science um a sports science degree sorry yeah and then i was going to be a PE teacher that was the whole kind of purpose of doing what i was doing be a PE teacher um doing like a placement in a school and to be honest didn't really give us a buzz didn't mind it but I didn't get that buzz from it and then i was personal trained i started doing personal training alongside when i was doing university and i started working with a few athletes and actually it corresponded to what I was doing with universities. It was all kind of tying together. And I thought, actually, it's, this is actually really interesting. Yeah. Quite likely. Um, so I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to be a PE teacher. I'll go down the, what was at the time, the S&C route. So the strength and conditioning route. Um, done all my S&C qualifications. Uh, got in, in where local gyms, like a strongman gym, was like S&C. They had quite a lot of uh, athletes working there. Uh, training there, sorry. So I got to train with a lot, uh, train a lot of them. Um, and then a few kind of things started to happen. I started getting a good client base, and then I kind of got put in a position where I just I needed to move. It was either sink or swim. Uh, mm. so to speak. And I thought, I'll tell you what, I'll open my own gym because it looks really, really easy. Um, so oh, well. yeah. the, it the fact the fact that you're, this story has it looks really easy means yeah. it's going to be a good one. The number one biggest mistake I've ever ever made was just underestimating business, like 100%, because. <laughs> but, but so easily done when you're like the outsider looking in, right? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, I was in the gym and thought, "This is easy. You've got all these members coming in. Yeah, you're the clients you want to train. You're bound to be, you know, the, the money just was kind of like I'll be, I'll be having a Rolls Royce within six months. Yeah, and I, I love training people. I love helping people. I thought, well, it makes sense to open a big place. You know, I get members in. They can kind of come and train in the gym. They'll, they'll be happy. Um, I'll train the clients who I want to train, and then I'll be happy. They'll be happy, and everybody will be happy. And you know, but it was the just the old world. Yeah, and it was just kind of right. Get a facility, fill it with equipment, and then just open the doors. Mm. And as much business experience that I had, um, to my detriment, because then I kind of spent the next five years really struggling. How <laughs> From when you opened the doors, how quickly did you realise that it's not as easy as you thought it would be? Because I'm guessing right at the start there was probably like a little buzz, so you thought, "Oh yeah, this is this is great, it's working." 
Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. The thing is, when I first owned it, I owned it as a gym, and I didn't open it as a as a, like a personal training place. Which you know, kind of looking back, probably should have done that first. But yeah, right. It was just kind of right. It opens at six o'clock in the morning, and it closes at nine o'clock at night, and we're open seven days a week. Yeah, and that's a long day for you. Yeah, had no staff not the first month and a half, um, but I was just on a pure adrenaline, just literally yeah. just buzzing because I had no. Um, got a got a member of staff in, and then kind of realised how hard it was going to be. Uh, and then there was a buzz, so probably about a year and a half. There was a lot of people kind of coming through because it was new. You know, we're kind of we're, we're decent shape, um, yeah. still not making anything really, but it was in decent shape. Um, always had this vision of it, you know, being the best gym around. Uh, but then it was just, I just don't know, it just, it just got really kind of difficult after that. After the buzz started dying down, it just it just started getting really difficult. When it got difficult, what did you do to change things around then? And I was just starting in investing in myself because uh, I think the biggest part about it, I'm like a natural introvert. Uh, I'm not the I'm not the sort of person that'll go in the middle of people and you know and, and just be like, oh look, here I am, and yeah. I find that really difficult. But then owning the gym, you kind of need to do that a little bit. You need to be in the middle of it. So I, I literally spent two years, probably the past two years, just gone, just working on my self-development. Um, and that was sort of a big turning point. Mm. What, sort of thing, what sort of things did you do then? Did you Is this like reading books or did you go to seminars? What, what was it? Uh, I, I, first of all, I started, I'd done a mentorship. Uh, I'd done a mentorship in London um, with a guy in... That uh, one of the reasons I went to him, he's big in the fitness industry and he's, he's kind of got good, successful businesses himself. Um, mm -hmm. but the big point that I wanted to work with him because of the self development side of it, he was big in self development, uh, so I was kind of instantly attracted to that. So I went down and done a six month internship there, yeah, mentorship, sorry, and that just kind of made us realize actually where I was at, yeah, nowhere near where I thought I was at, uh, realized kind of the insecurities and the, the lack of confidence I had. Mm. Um, and it was just like shit. I need to do something. Yeah, <laughs> you need to do something. Uh, that was like your wake up call. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, pretty much. But um, what made? But here's the thing, because I'm always curious about this journey. It's like, what made you like seek that out? What made you think, okay, I need that mentorship. I need to do personal development. Because you could have easily probably just struggled with the gym and you know probably covered your bills and broke even or just under or whatever and that's what loads of people do yeah so what, what made you change i actually i took a photo of myself uh, like a physical physical photo um and i was out of shape uh, i was in a really i was in a dark place like a really dark place mm. we just had in the middle of all this when we very first opened the gym i got married just beforehand wow. uh, then a year later i had my first son and then a year after that, two years after that, I had the second son. Um, and that's when things really kind of stopped. I was realizing that I needed to do something. Yeah. I took a photo of myself. I thought, I'm going to, I need to sort of work on my nutrition and stuff a little bit because I, I felt a little bit. Bad. Like self-motivating type thing. Yeah. And I took a photo of myself. I thought, shit, you're like really out of shape. And I just looked, I looked ill. Mm. I, just, I looked how I felt. Yeah, um, and it wasn't until my wife had said you kind of you're actually quite depressed, um, and that was just like like we need to do something. Yeah, yeah. kind of do something to change this around. Um, wow. Was kind of set it off really. And then after that six month um, 
men I was about to say internship as well because you said it earlier mentorship yeah. what happened what changed what what got you to where you where you guys are at now because it's you know it sounds like you really turned it around um I think it was just because I started understanding myself better I started understanding the clients better mm. um you know it was from my side of it, at the beginning it was all about it was all the physical side of it you know you've got to be in good shape and typical sort of PT but then once I started working with the self-development side of it I can actually relate a lot of that my struggle in business to, to clients struggles in life and it was kind of tying it all in and I thought actually this is it actually makes a lot of sense and yeah. um, so I could relate to clients on a sort of a different level that makes sense I've never struggled mm -hmm. with myself but I was out of shape a little bit I've never been obese or anything like that so I can never relate to that but the struggle, the internal struggle, mm -hmm. I could relate to. And did you, so the relationship with your clients obviously changed, right? Yeah. And for that, what was the benefit of having that, that added bit of expertise or that added bit of relationship building with the clients? How did that affect everything? Um, it just gave me a deeper, do you mean like the relationship itself with the, the clients that I had? Yeah, because like you said, it's, yeah, and you going through that personal change and that personal development allowed you to communicate differently with your clients and and relate to them a lot more. So did that then help them on their journey and and their motivation and their and I'm guessing it you know on a selfish business wise it probably improved your successes as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there's, there's one client in particular that I think I kind of made us realise at the time she she was she was quite overweight. Um, but it wasn't even necessarily the fact that she was overweight, it was the internal struggle she was having. She was she was explaining the, str the struggles that she was having. And I was sort of thinking, I don't I, I, these are the same kind of struggles I've had. Yeah. So I, could, I could communicate with her about that. Um, mm. And it helped her overcome them. Um, and I felt like I could just you know, pass that on to a lot more clients after that as well. Yeah, brilliant. So where's Lyft now? What where's Lyft Fitness Evolution now? Um, so at the minute, I'm actually going through another mentorship um, <laughs> now. Um, I'm going through a 12 month mentorship with another guy in the fitness industry to try and take this on to the next level. Amazing. Um, we're kind of at the position where we probably stagnated a little bit, um, just for I don't know. I suppose when you get the business, you do get to that point, don't you? Where you reach a certain level and you know you need to be sort of taken up to that next level. And yeah. this is when you start putting yourself in, putting yourself around the similar kind of people or people above your level mm. to then pull you up. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Is it, what, what was the difference in terms of that searching of mentorship this second time around? Because the first time you were probably in a complete, well, you obviously were in a completely different mental space. You know, it was different, different needs, different desires. Whereas now you're looking for that, like you said, that next level up. So how was the search different? This time it's about systems. Um, last time it was about understanding, or probably understanding me more than mm. anything. Um, and then now it's understanding systems and understanding business to a deeper level. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I need to, you know, really kind of put everything in. I've got But I'm in that place now where I can do that and go in and I can do it. Whereas before, because I was so probably confused with myself, I found it difficult and I found it really confusing. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I'm in that space where it's just like, okay, I just need, I know what I need to do. I just need that guidance. Yeah. Just to take us through it. 
It's, it's like you can see it, but you don't quite know how to grab it. Yeah, you've got, I've got all these little bits of things that I've worked with, and all, and all the things that I need to do, mm. just piecing them together in the right way. Yeah. And actually, this is how you build the path. You know, you've got all your bricks, you just need to know how to lay it. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like a, any of your PT clients, right? Everyone knows how to lose weight, and everyone knows how to get fitter, but it takes you to enable that sometimes. Um, here, here's an interesting question in terms of your your role or your identity about how it's changed from as you started out just be, you know being a normal PT like everyone else to now being a an owner of a facility where you employ other coaches how have you dealt with that that change over time and that that transformation in terms of your positioning um difficult uh, to be honest because when I very first opened it was I suppose every business owner goes through this it's the it's the control you don't want to mm-hmm. Control, you know, you, you you've you've started something that's probably really close to your heart. Like to me, it's probably your first child. <laughs> yeah, pretty much was, and it was. It's it's I'm very passionate about it. It's not just something. Yeah, it's a business, and you know, I'll try and make some money out of them. Actually, there's a, there's a deeper meaning to it, and it's it's yeah. hard to get that control. Uh, it's hard to trust people with certain things, but you know, as as you kind of go through it, and actually you think, well, actually, these are doing a really good job here. Probably better than I can do. So. It gives you that confidence in themselves that there's actually other people who are just as passionate as what you are. Yeah. One of the questions um, sort of the listeners always ask is, how did you decide about that those first couple of people that you hired? How did how did that conversation go in your head, and how did you choose the right person or right people? Um, the first the first guy that I brought in was actually I brought him in because I knew him, I knew he was a good coach. Uh, he had a lot of experience. Uh, and that was that was really it. Um, that mm-hmm. was why he came in there. After that, it was more based on, honestly, good feeling. Um, I don't look at qualifications as such. It's important that you've got to have a personal training qualification. You know, just just to cover... It's like legal minimum. <laughs> yeah, legal minimum. But apart from that, I, I don't care about qualifications. I don't know what anyone's got. This yeah. one comes in. And I get a good feeling about their values, and to me, that's that's all that matters. And everybody who comes in, I just I tend to get a really good a good feeling about it or a bad feeling about yeah. it. Um, and so far, I haven't been wrong. <laughs> good, that's it. Trust your gut. I think people need to do that more. That's it. It's, it's 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 one of those things that is underused. Um, so. You know, fitness industry super noisy, super busy. Yeah. What have you guys done to to stand out from the crowd to make make yourself be seen and still being able to grow a business? You know, you're five years in now, right? And it's like yeah. that's that's bloody impressive. Um, I think the biggest thing for us is it's our values more than anything. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I I try to educate people. My biggest thing is education because I've always. I've always struggled to learn things myself. I got into personal training because, because of my own issues, my own kind of body confidence issues and these kind of things. Yeah. And I really struggled to find information. So every time I find something or I learn something new, I like to tell people, I like to educate people in it. And I love nothing more than educating. Um, mm. That is a big part of what I do. I could quite happily stand in a room full of people and educate them in you know, the, the benefits of lifestyle and nutrition and training and all these kind of things. And that's what I always try to portray as opposed yeah. to yeah, from our you know fat blast class and things like that i just don't i can't get involved with it. i can't get on top of that yeah 
to me, it's deeper. It has to be deeper. It's about the person. It's about the lifestyle. Mm. It's about changing the things in the life, not just sort of, well, let's do 21 days and get rid of loads of fat. It's, look, I want to work with your lifestyle. I want to ingrain some habits, routine, you know, help you with nutrition so then you don't need us anymore. Mm. How do you balance, How or how do you make make it so that your message is that education so it's wide enough to capture people but still narrow enough to give the education to set yourself apart this is actually something i'm really struggling with at the minute um it's finding that that way to do that yeah um, i've gone on i've gone down the route of doing getting people in by doing the you know fat blast and that kind of stuff and it, it didn't sit well with us and i couldn't put my heart into it mm. i've gone down the route of over educating and then probably people just get confused <laughs> and it's now i'm trying to find that middle ground i've actually you know, i've got uh, um i got some funding just i think it was last year so i've got a it's a i can't remember what she's going up she's a doctor in, in like human um psychology oh, amazing uh, sorry i said oh amazing oh yeah and um basically she's done some research for us um i'm just waiting for results to come back on that so i've basically identified my demographics mm. uh, and she's going to come back with that and give us some more content that I can then piece together with the stuff I already do yeah. and hopefully have that solid foundation. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, th I think that's one of the things because, because the space is so noisy and, you know, f every single Instagram fitness person seems to be promoting some sort of course or, or secret success formula or whatever we want to call it. Um, but for you, you, you mentioned values and, I think that's super important that everybody does everything based on values and moving forward how do you think how do you think your values are going to help grow the business to where you want it to go because you just mentioned that you, you you're about to start on a 12 month or you have just started a 12 month mentorship to get to that next level so I'm really curious to know like what is that next level and and how do you think this is going to grow and and where do you want to take it as well I want the biggest thing I want to I want to create the best facility around my area not just for the fact that kind of yeah i've got the best facility but that people know when they're coming here they yeah. get the right education they're getting the right training they're getting the good advice not getting all the all the bull crap that is out in the fitness industry because there's a lot of it mm. um, i want to try to reach more people in terms of in the group so i'm going down more side of the group training side of things but not the boot camp i've always been against these big boot camp things and this is why i've held off with this mentorship for a little bit too long probably because it's what i thought it was all about i thought it was all about right what we'll do is we'll just fill your gym with loads of people and you just take all the money and i never wanted that i want to bring people in gradually and you know that takes big groups to do that but educate them in my way yeah and so things like doing seminars um i try to do a lot of things on facebook like facebook lives um you know just so they're having that interaction and that contact um and just that the information that they've got but if i can do that do that over time. If I, don't know if I can get ten or fifteen people in a month and do that with them, then for me that's success. Because yes, from the business side of it, you're not getting big dollars. Building that culture and building the message to the people that we want to bring. Yeah, in. exactly. And what does that then enable you to do, sort of outside of business? So, how do you live your life, you know, with your family and? What does this gym enable you to do? Because that's what it's all about, right? It's not like you said; it's not about the money. It's about what it enables you. Um, to be quite honest, at the minute, it's it's getting that balance right, um, which I haven't yeah. done at the minute. And this is one of the reasons I'm going down the mentorship route as well, is so I can then create the life that I want. I've never had that. 
Um, I've basically lived here for the past five years. Um, I've gone through a few funny phases where I've gone over the top and being in the gym too much when I went through that, you know, I would say, depressive phase. Yeah. Uh, and then I went through another phase when my first son was born of actually not being here at all because I wanted to spend so much time with him. Mm. Uh, I just left basically people in the gym and I was hardly ever here. Um, and now I'm trying to get that balance where I've got family life and I've got the gym, but eventually I can I don't need to be in the gym. Yeah. I'm at the point where then I can be sort of the face of it, the influencer, so to speak. Um, and then I can work with people to get them into the gym. So like things like seminars and mm. you know, out with people and networking and I don't have to be in the gym coaching as much. Yeah, definitely. In terms of that educate going sort of sidetracking back here, but in terms of that education, what do you think is the the best form of education? Is it seminars? Is it Facebook Lives? What do people seem to respond to best? Um, probably seminars, uh, to be honest. And I do so like face to face, get people in a room. Yeah, because then you have that interaction. Um, mm. The thing is, you can. What I don't like about the Facebook is you can't gauge other people's interactions. The only thing you can see is the number going up and down. Yep. which can affect you know, your presentation, really. If you're seeing your numbers drop and you're like, oh, damn. But if you're in, 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 a, in a room with people, you can then change the energy um, yeah. where you can get into people interacting. But it brings them into it as well. They're not just sitting at home thinking, oh, I don't really want to ask a question. But then if they're in a the seminar and you find a way to get them to interact, mm. I find that a lot better. You create a safe space. Yeah, you do. You create a safe space. Um but I think it's you know I think it's just experiment with always. I've done I've done webinars as well. Yeah. Um, and you know that was kind of some people liked it, some people didn't because they liked the interaction. They didn't like mm. just looking at the screen. Yeah, but it also sounds like from your style of teaching, you love that face to face side. So any online stuff, you you might not be a hundred percent putting yourself into it on some sort of level anyway. Uh, well, actually, the, the the online stuff, I've do, I've done a couple of online um, like challenges. Uh, and again, it's a similar kind of thing. It's not just a, yeah, let's get ripped to bits in six weeks. Yeah. It's, it's educational. Um, and I get on the Facebook Lives with this, and I actually really, really love it because I know the people in the group mm. for a reason. Yeah, so, so you, you created that online safe space. Yeah, so it's, it's you know, say if it's six weeks, I know that I'm going to get good engagement for six weeks. I know I'm going to have the focus for six weeks uh, because they're there for that reason. Um, and there's a lot of energy in it. And mm. what's good about it is the fact that when we come back into the gym, we'll talk about it. So generally it's people from the gym who are doing these challenges, uh, maybe it's with a few outsiders, but then people from the gym and they have that chat about them, we'll come back yeah. in, creates a lot of good energy. For sure. They're like, oh, I saw your live last night. Oh my God, loved it. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Face, face feedback's always a good one as well. Yeah, definitely. Makes a big difference. Random question for you, but what do you class yourself as? Do you still class yourself as a PT? Do you class yourself as like that influencer? Do you class yourself as a just a business owner? What's what's your identity, if you want to put it that way? Um, it's probably something I've always struggled with as well because it's uh, I've always kind of said I was a personal trainer. And I don't really like the term personal trainer, never have. Mm. Um, I always like personal coach because I do believe that it's more of a coaching side of it. But now I would say I'm trying to be trying to be probably more of an influencer yeah. um, than a coach. I think I need to kind of step past the role of a coach now and be more of an influencer. Um, but I think all in all, because it's kind of long-term um, entrepreneur, you know, yeah. I think it's sort of something like that I thought, never thought I deserved the title of. 
crazy reason. And I think you have to have loads and loads of money to be considered an entrepreneur. Mm. Uh, actually, you know, it's 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 what a lot of people are these days. Yeah, you know, yeah. People who are willing to take a risk for something that they believe in, you know, the entrepreneurs. For sure. It brings me on to my next question and quite a big one, but how do you sort of define your success? Wow. I, I, I wouldn't even say I was successful. <laughs> um, but to others, you, but the thing is, but people looking in, they'll probably be like, yeah, he is successful. He has, he has built this studio. He has built this brand. He has created a following. Uh, you know, you're, you're making money. All these other things that on a lot of people's list, on a lot of people's checklist, it's like, yeah, success. That that's you, you know, you're making it. You may not have reached your end goal, let's say, but you've definitely had huge successes over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um I, I don't know how I would define it as such. Um It's an interesting question, I always think. It is, it is. Uh probably or do you know when you, if you reach a level of success, will you know when you get there? Will you know when you've reached it? If I can, if I can create, the biggest thing for me, if I can create the life that I want, if I can create the the, the, the financial freedom mm. and the, the time freedom, then to me, you know, I don't really care how much money I've got. I don't need yeah. a million pounds. I just need to have that. I need time with my family. Yeah. And um, to me, that is the biggest thing. And if I know that I don't need a, if I can go on holiday when I want to go on holiday and take time off with the family and do that, to me, that's success. Yeah. And when I say, yeah, I've been successful, um, regardless of what it says in the bank. Yeah. I've been successful. Sure. That's, and that's the best way to live, live like, because, you know, money in the bank can go tomorrow, but you know, those experiences that you have with your kids and those memories, that's, that's what it's all about. Uh, yeah. That's, that's yeah for sure listen my final question is to you and something i ask all my guests but if you could give three three bits of advice to fellow business owners fellow founders over your you know your learnings that you've had what would those three bits of advice be understand your demographics that's something i really struggled with uh, for a long long time uh if you don't understand your demographics then you're gonna your message is gonna get mixed and it's not really good. It's going to get lost. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I did struggle with, who am I actually trying to talk to? Uh, because I opened a gym, it was just like, actually, who am I trying to talk to? I just want people in. That yeah. was my... You just want the membership numbers. Just membership numbers. I just need to kind of put the lights on and, mm. and not have to close the doors next week. Um, but understanding demographics, probably understanding your product as well and, you know, why it's actually going to solve somebody's problem. Again, a lot of people get into this industry because it's... It's you know it's, it's a sexy thing, isn't it, to be a personal trainer? Um, and it looks like it's easy money, um, and it's not. It's really yeah. not easy money. Um, so just have an understanding of what you try, the problem you're trying to solve. Mm. Um, and then probably the third one, just get a mentor. Honestly, get get someone just to, who's a little bit above you, just to just to guide you. Yeah, uh, that to me is just a game change. Game changer, probably on the, on, the, on the side of that as well, is just be around similar kind of people. You know, get yourself on likes of your group. You know, your group is very kind of interactive and you've got a group mm. of people there. Um, like Coffee with Dan, that kind of group. You know, these these groups where people are maybe on a, on a different level, you've got people maybe underneath you or the same level or above you, it's getting a good mix of these people but with the same mindset. Mm. Yeah, um, it makes a huge difference. 
difference. Yeah, even even though it's online, it still makes such a difference for that environment. Yeah, it does. I mean, like for me, the, one of the biggest things I've struggled with is being by myself. Mm. Like, if you don't have a business partner, there's just me, and I feel like I'm by myself a lot. Yeah. Although I've got a lot of people around us physically, I'm still by myself because yeah. I'm not really surrounded by the same type of people. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like you said, the one of the mentorships it it gives you that gives you that partner, but that isn't a that isn't a founder that still has that very external view of your business and can yeah. be there to support. Um, listen, Kia, thank you so much for coming on. If anyone wants to like chat with you, discuss more about your journey, learn more about Lyft, what's the best way for them to reach you? Probably Instagram. Um, I do a lot of Instagram stories. I, I, I document a lot of stuff what I do on there. Um, and I'm, I'm big into kind of documenting your journey. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. And I think a lot of people like to see what people are doing. So I do a lot of that on Instagram. Um, so by all means, yeah, follow us on there and drop us a message and say hello. <laughs> just say hello i'll tag you on instagram as well listen Kai, thank you so much for coming on man i've really enjoyed this chat you've given so much thank value you. thank you uh thanks everyone for watching thanks everyone for listening it's been episode 57 of founders 365